turns up this week. Oh, yeah, I've started the recording. Oh, you started that quick. Damn, I'm going to text them what my voice are. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through some things that I have realized today. Okay. So, you can put this out on Twitter to give yep. our listeners an idea of how long in advance we record these things. I woke up this morning and was like, what film do I want to watch tonight? Because I think I mentioned in a previous episode, I try and get through one or two films tonight. Yep. And then I remembered it's, it, that it's fucking Thursday. And what do we and do we, on Thursdays, Tim? We try to take over the world. <laughs> you also watch The Fanatic, the Fanatic starring John Travolta. Travolta. And directed by Fred Durst. Yeah. Starring Devin Sauer and Anna Golger, released in 2019 on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. The other thing that I realized today, I was like, hang on, how many episodes have I actually edited? Uh, I have completely forgot to edit episode 7 and the bonus episode, so you'll never <laughs> guess what I'm doing right after this recording. I was actually going to pester you today and be like, hey Tim, episode 7 goes out next week, and a bonus episode ideally like a few days before that, and neither of them are done yet. Yep, not done. <laughs> <laughs> like, so that's interesting. So, Aya, oh yeah, last week... Yeah. Uh, I think I mentioned this to you uh, in DMs. I sent some emails. Yes, you did mention... Uh, no, you didn't mention it in DMs. You mentioned it while we were watching. Ah, right. Have we heard back? We have heard back. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So to give you guys some context for this, we mentioned, we mentioned this a couple of times. This podcast, this whole shindig, is inspired by the Worst Idea of All Time podcast hosted by Guy Montgomery and Tim Batt, two New Zealand comedians. One of our favourite podcasts of all time. Really, really fucking good podcast. And so I sent them a message and was like, hey, would you guys be interested in coming on? (laughs) Okay. Tim has said that he has recently had a baby. So he's going to be out of commission. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Congratulations, Tim. Congratulations. To that Tim, not the Tim on the podcast with me right now. (laughs) No, I'm I'm stuck here watching The Fanatic every week. (laughs) So, and a guy sent me a message saying, I have seen this movie. It is unwatchable. (laughs) Is that all he replied with? That is all he has replied. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Okay, if Tim and... Okay, if Guy who watched Grown Ups 2 and Sex and the City 2 once a week every week, looks at the fanatic and says, yeah, that's unwatchable. What does that tell you for what we're fucking doing here? See, I happen to have copies of Grown Ups 2 and Sex and the City 2 on DVD. Yeah. Sex and the City 2 (sighs) is three hours of nothing. Yeah, I think we went over this in like the first episode of the podcast. There's just no content. At There's all. no, it's no content in Sex and the City two. At least, at least with Grown Ups two, they blindside you with so <laughs> much shit that there's always something happening. But it's like way too much. Sex and the City two is on the other side of the coin. It's three hours of three pretentious bitches in the desert. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Oh, and God. also uh, Mariah Carey is there, I think. Mariah Carey is there. Is Mariah Carey there? I forget. I don't she, know. I don't know. That We're not talking about that piece of shit movie. <laughs> well, if, if Tim or Guy ever wind up listening to this podcast, which they're both now apparently aware of. They're aware of it. I sent them links. Shout outs to you guys. We're doing this because of you. If you really think <laughs> The Fanatic is so much worse, then I'm sorry that we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Oh, yeah. Vibe check for before the podcast. 
How are you feeling? So contrary to last week, where last week I had like I led up to it was a really really long week where I had a lot going on, setting up a new podcast, etc. Mm-hmm. This week has gone super quickly. It feels like it was just yesterday that we recorded episodes seven. So I'm coming into this almost kind of still warm, I guess. All right. I, I've been doing a lot of kind of advertising of the podcast to people and my friends and stuff trying to get more people listening to it so uh, i'm very warm on the fanatic right now not in a positive sense as in i'm just not coming into it cold like i felt like i was last week sure sure but i'm in a good mood i just got back from an event with my university where i was promoting our lgbt community so that was kind of cool And, and and my mood is high right now what about you tim um, I am coming into this oddly energetic today. Okay. I will tell you, I'm not the most high energy person. No, you, you're really zen a lot of the time. I'm, what I prefer to refer to myself as is, uh, platonic, I suppose. Okay, is that yeah. where I'll, you know, I'll find some shit funny, but I, I don't go wacky and zany with it or whatever. But I don't know yeah. what it is about today. I even woke up this morning... And got angry that I had to listen to to watch the fanatic later, but I'm coming into this like kind of feeling good. Yeah. Okay. I'm I, sure I like that will change in an good. hour and a half. I mean, let let's see. Let's make a goal for ourselves to just maintain this positive energy, right? Like, what more could we want? Just to get this positive vibes. Going. I'm gonna put some wind chimes in the back in this section. Have <laughs> uh, you got any goals for today's watch, Tim? Anything you're intending to do? do? You know, I was I was eating dinner before I sat down to record this with you, and I was thinking, what do I want to look out for? Okay. I got nothing. <laughs> I got absolutely nothing. Nothing. <sighs> I mean, I guess I could look out for how many, like, inconsistencies there are in the movie, such as, like, the blender, John Travolta's hand placement. Yeah. Can you remember, Tim? The 21st how many... night of September. God, I hate that reference so much. <laughs> Can you remember, Tim, how many camera cuts there were when you checked last uh, week? There were 792. Yes, that's good. I was just seeing if you remembered, so because I was interested. I was, I looked closely for my little clicker counter thing. I was looking around for it, and I realized I reset the counter to zero the other day because I was doing something else. Okay. So I, I had to like rack my brain then trying to remember how many fucking camera cuts are in this movie. It's... I just wondered if that piece of knowledge had stuck with Unfortunately you. Unfortunately, so. Unfortunately, yeah. so. I hate that we now know that. We can tell you that the camera cut is at least 792 times throughout the course of John Travolta's The Fanatic. Starring crazy. John Travolta and Devin Sarah, directed by Fred Dust. And Anna Golger. And Anna Golger. Right. Oh, God. Shall we crack on with the movie? Let's just go and watch the movie. Let's dude. go watch the movie. Right. Talk to you all in an hour and a half. See you soon, friends. Welcome back to The Fanatics, the podcast where we watch The Fanatic once a week. <laughs> That's all I've got for you. That's, all we're I've not even getting you. to a special feature about the film this week, we're just describing <laughs> what the show is. <laughs> I think I need to remind myself what it is, just to like, you know how you need to ground yourself to keep yourself 
you know, you remind yourself of your situation to keep yourself grounded so you don't lose your head. All right. I think I just... I think I just have to remind myself what we're doing here so that I just remember that this is what we're really doing here. Well, we worked out that as of this watch, we're 15% done. 15.6%, uh, yeah. That I I don't think that's too bad. It's not bad, no. It's not bad. We've got a ways to go. We do. But we're approximately one-sixth done, right? Which isn't too bad. Yeah, you know, give or take a few percent. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Ah, yeah. I'm going to go straight into the question. What is your shining light? Okay, so there's a scene, and my shining light is a little bit of acting. Uh, we all know that I love a good bit of acting, especially in this movie. Mm-hmm. So my shining light... Because we're both starved of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the really nice little bit of acting that I love today was the scene in Moose's hallway when he's yelling mm-hmm. at Anna Golja. Uh, Le- Leia has just seen on his social media that he'd broken into Hunter Dunbar's house. And she's like saying, you can't do that. You can't just do that. Like, this is illegal. And he's like, you're mean. You're so mean. And he gets his phone out and he's like, there, see, you're blocked. I'm blocking you on all my social media. And... When that's happening, all the focus is on John Travolta, right? He's the focus of that scene. But if you just look at Anna Golger in that scene, her performance in that moment is so good. Such a good little performance. She looks so sad. She looks genuinely gutted that she just basically lost one of her best friends. And it's just a really, really nice bit of acting. So that was my shining light. My shining light this week was something that has never really got to me before. We've talked about how this film... It's it's trying to have comedy elements, and yeah. there's one line that John Travolta says right at the start of the movie where he's talking to himself in the mirror in the ever-changing bathroom, mm-hmm. and he says, "Yeah, oh, Mr. Dunbar, you like my shirt? It's the only one. I could tell you where <laughs> I got it, but it wouldn't be there, and just something about that yeah. line really tickled me this week. And I, I think there's also a little bit to the, uh, there's a little bit to the deli- delivery of that line. I can't I can't no, deliver no. my lines right now. God damn. There's a little bit of the delivery to that line that is actually kind of different. He doesn't just say, I can tell you where I got it, but it won't be there. He says, I can tell you where to get yeah. it, but it won't be there. So like in the same sentence he says, you can go here to get it, but you're not going to get it. And it's like there's yeah, a little bit I, of I don't know why, but something about that line really tickled me this week. Yeah, for sure. It, it was. I remember, like, you just started laughing, and I was like, "Really? You're laughing at that on weekend?" <laughs> I think there's a. I think there's a little bit of Stockholm syndrome going on. There's here. definitely some Stockholm syndrome going on right now with you. You you seem to actually kind of enjoy the watch today. I had a good time today, yeah. actually. I think it's the first time you've ever had a good time, right? In in life or watching this movie. <laughs> Potato, potato. All right, <laughs> is fair it, enough. Is it watching this movie our life at this point? At this point, yeah. So, I think part of the reason for it is because we almost played like a little game at the beginning, where we tried to deliver lines that mm-hmm. characters were saying <laughs> as they were saying them and in their mannerisms, <laughs> and I'm... we didn't do bad. We didn't. It's terrible at how well we did. I. Oh, we're only eight weeks in as well. So, one thing that kind of blew your mind as well, I think, this week uh-huh. was uh, another appearance of Selfie Man. Oh my god, there's another appearance of Selfie Man! So, <laughs> this is where... This, is it the first time that John Travolta's out on the street being, yeah, a, bus, being a punter? It's during the this, uh, scene seven that we dubbed um, They're Not People, They're Tourists. That's right. 
Selfie Man is in the background watching Todd the God's performance. We, we've said before he stood next to Serial Man. Yeah. But then a shot later, he walks directly behind Dot John Travolta and it is clearly Selfie Man. Oh, it's so clearly Selfie Man. Like, same hair, same beard, same shirt. Yeah. Like, it's it's Selfie Man, so he he's, he's everywhere. He's omniscient. Yeah, no, omni- omnipresent, omniscient is all-knowing. I, he he might be, be omniscient, yeah. He, he can be both. <laughs> Selfie Man might actually just be God at this point. Yeah. He, he even resembles, like, the stereotypical look of God as well, with the long hair and the beard and stuff. You know? He's my rock of this movie. Every time I see him, my day gets a bit brighter. <laughs> selfie man's getting you through the day. <laughs> oh, God. What a poster of him. <laughs> a selfie man poster. That'd be great. Somebody make that. That's got um, a mirror, isn't it? <laughs> I. Huh. <laughs> I've got a couple Fucking things. got him. <laughs> I've got a couple things I want to talk about, Tim. Go, go, go for it. First of all, we, we very, very briefly touched on it last week, um, mm-hmm. which is Devin Sauer's tattoo. That we thought could be Magnemite, not Magnemite. It's not a Magnemite. It, it's like a little cartoony devil holding a pitchfork, but also has a halo. If you look at it through squinted eyes, you can see why we thought it was Magnemite. But when we really got a good look at it today, it wasn't Magnemite. It wasn't Magnemite. That was big sad. Yeah. One thing I wanted to touch on, and it's something we, I think we've talked about this before, but it became, it kind of reared its head again this watch. Is the final twenty minutes oh, of this movie? God. Yeah, the whole pacing of the film just grinds to a fucking halt. It does. It's like every, I can I can let everything else go. Like, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Bold hear me statement. out. Hear me out. In pacing. Statement. In pacing. Okay, the pacing for the rest of the movie, I think we've said before, isn't terrible. Uh, but it, yeah, it, it it you know it chugs along at a pretty consistent rate. But then we hit the hour mark, and you'll know it's the hour mark because John Travolta's drawing of him curled up in the fetal position, bleeding from the head, appears. Yep. And we both said to each other during this watch, there's 20 minutes left. There's 20 minutes. And it felt like 30, but it had only been 10. (laughs) It was terrible. That that last scene, honestly, just really, really chugs along. I honestly think that's the hardest part of the movie to get through. Yeah, it's also just not a good scene, right? Although there is that one small part of the scene that we know I like, where they're doing the visualization visualization exercise and stuff. Oh, and the shot at the top of the stairs. Yeah, like the actual decent made shot. So there's a couple of high points to help us get through it, but it's still very difficult to get through. You also proposed an idea while watching this. Okay. There's um there's a shot of young Moose. Yes. Watching Night of the Living Dead, uh-huh. where he gets his line of Barbara, they're coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah. And you kind of pondered the idea of what if they put that earlier in the movie and had more shots of younger Moose to kind of build up his appeal and taste of movies and explain why he likes them because. All that we've got is he was watching Night of the Living Dead and his mom had a date. Yeah. And he had a sandwich. And it's clearly an attempt to build character. Like, you can see what they were going for from an artistic vision perspective, but only doing it once and only doing it 50 minutes into the movie, it's just like, it's not Fuck, quite 50 good minutes enough. in. Yeah, it's, it's, it's literally just past the halfway point. So, yeah, it's crazy. They're doing it so late in, they only do it once. And they only reference it once later. And it feels like that 
scene is an attempt to make us more, more sympathetic with Moose and explain the character, does a really poor job of it, and ultimately the only thing it does is set up the punchline later where he walks into Devin Sauer's bedroom repeating the line that he heard on the TV. That's yeah. all it does. Whereas if it had been earlier in the movie, that could have been a, a quite a nice bit of reincorporation. Yeah, and they could have done it multiple times. They could have even, just to fucking spitball an idea, have him pick up a copy of the film in Aaron's but in Aaron's sh- uh, shop. Yeah, and uh, honestly, I I think I sent this to you last week, but I think if they took out the scene with him as a kid and instead replaced that with the fantasy scene we both liked from the um, yes. extras, that would have been a much nicer scene to be there. That would have been really cool. Yeah. And and again, we've talked about before how the film's not afraid to reference other movies. Right, right. I honestly think that if we did your idea of putting that fantasy scene, the one that was cut out, we mentioned it in the bonus episode, in place of the kids scene, you could still have the Barbara were coming to get you Barbara thing. I mean, yeah, they don't show a clip of him watching Reservoir Dogs, do they? But they still no. very heavily reference that. They don't show... They don't show the Saw movies. They don't show Reservoir Dogs. They don't. They don't show Friday the Thirteenth. So I don't think we needed to set this up. No, you could. It's either you commit to it or cut it. Yeah, exactly. I feel like they maybe had to get some rights to Night of the Living Dead to quote that scene or something, and then say the word Night of the Living Dead to explain it. And when once they got those rights, they realized it cost them a fuckload of money. So they were like, okay, we now have the rights to use Night of the Living Dead. Let's do something else with it. Let's actually just fucking show it in the movie, right? I feel like that's the only way that scene could have been born. I, I really think that. Yeah. 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 Maybe. You had some other notes as well. I do have some other things. So first of all, it's one thing I've wanted to talk about a few times and just never have, and it's just a small moment. Right at the start of the movie, John Travolta walks into the Hollywood bookstore uh, and he sees Aaron there on the counter, and Aaron is there swiping away on his phone. I'm convinced he's swiping on Tinder. It just looks sure. like that. Um, I want to say that, so we, we have the shopkeeper swiping on Tinder. In the exact same scene, Aaron says to Moose, he's only signing the book and you have to buy the book here. In five seconds later, in basically the same breath, he's like, here's some merch you can get him to sign that isn't in the book. And it's like, <laughs> wait, is he just signing the book or not, Aaron? Make your mind up. Like That, that just threw me off a little bit. Yeah. Um, just a little bit of dialogue that I only caught this time around where he very much contradicts himself in the space of one breath. On the topic of the signing, we, yep. we briefly mentioned while watching this that Moose already cut the line anyway at the signing. Yes. If he'd cut just one more person in front, none of this shit would have happened. The whole movie wouldn't have happened. No. He would have got his vest signed, everything would have been fine, and Moose would have gone home, home happy. Yeah. That Crazy. would have been it. Yeah. Uh, what else do you have in your notes, are you? A couple of things. So, first of all, I- I'm going to go ahead and do one of my favourite segments now. Okay. Tim. The eighth scene in the movie, and we were actually just talking about it, so it's a nice segue, the signing scene where John Travolta goes into the uh, comic book store to get his his vest signed by um, Hunter Dunbar. You get one tweet to describe this scene. What's that tweet? Aaron, he's leaving. Okay. Is that it? Aaron, he's leaving. That's it. Okay. I've noticed that you, when I ask you to describe a scene, you tend to default to quotes more than actual actions. Is that because there's just no content in this movie? Partially. <laughs> yeah. Partially. I mean, there was the one the one episode that I named, There's a Baby in the Cage and No One's Talking About It. That was a really good one. <laughs> so, 
And uh, you are right, I do tend to default to quotes more than anything, and I'm sure there's going to be a point, in fact, I can already think of some, Yeah. that are going to be more like visual repre- uh, references. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, episode five was also a visual references, which was those copies of Out of Middle Fingers. Yes. Um, so another thing that I want to talk about now, and this is a bit of a, a lengthy talking point. Okay. I did I did something else this watch very quietly. I wasn't wasn't telling you that I was doing it. And I did the same thing kind of last week. Last week I looked at all of the fake movies made for the fanatic, right? All the different fake movie titles they'd come up with. Okay. Uh, in order to build the world of the fanatic. Oh, this is why you were trying to work out what that one poster was. Exactly. This week I was actually looking at all of the posters of various movies and stuff that John Travolta or Moose has up in his apartment. But I was specifically looking for ones that I don't recognize as little movies for me to go and watch you know why not look for more things to watch in the fanatic and I found a few uh, I found Trapped in Space with Shea Gruber mm-hmm. sounds interesting um, one called Granny which I looked up appears to be a horror movie um, that's interesting, interesting. There, were, there were two posters that I spotted that look like they aren't for fake movies but I can't find anything on them Okay. Uh, one is Slip, and we only see Slip reflected in the mirror behind him. I okay. can't find I can't find any movie called Slip, but uh, well, there is a movie called Slip released in two thousand and nineteen. None of the artwork even comes close to matching this, and this movie was also released in two thousand and nineteen. So it wouldn't make sense for him to have that poster. The closest thing I could think of would be that film Slither. I will keep that in mind for next watch. It could be Slither. I'm not going to go Google it now. Sure, no. Uh, another one is a movie called Taking. There's a poster which is like it's mostly black and it's got some white text saying Taking. I looked up Taking and I can't find anything but a short horror movie from 2016, which actually sounds like a really interesting little short film. So I might also check that out. Okay. But uh, Taking is, yeah, also not there. However, this led me down another rabbit hole, Tim. And I've got a question to ask you. Okay. This this is where everything started falling apart, and I noticed this other movie poster. This movie started being written about ten years ago. We picked that up from the the bonus footage, right? The yeah, so we watched. The writing process began in two thousand nine. The filming process began approximately five years ago, from what we know, mm-hmm. and we know it was released in two thousand and nineteen. In all that time, Tim, how would you date this movie in terms of the period in which the movie is set? That's a good question. Now, there's there's one thing that we've both looked at and we pointed out again that does kind of date this movie. Yes. So there's a point where Todd the God is ripping a fat vape in the alleyway and he hops off the bonnet of his car to talk to talk to Moose and be like, yo, Slim's a dickhead, but I need a new pickpocket. And he says, we're going to make Mucho Donald Trump. Obviously, a reference to dollar bills because uh, you know dollar bills in the states have presidents on them. Yes. Um, however, there's actually another scene that I think also dates the movie that we've mentioned as well, and it's mm-hmm. right at the start, and it's where Wally is playing in the cinemas. Right? But also the Incredibles when they're on the Hollywood Walk, the, and yeah. the Incredibles too. Uh, so that that kind of dates this movie like early 2010s at the latest. And if you were, were to be saying mucho Donald Trump, Donald Trump's also just known for being rich, right? So you could be saying we're just going to make a lot of money. That's true. So there, there are lots of things that date this movie that could potentially date this movie 2008-2010 era. However, he's got a poster on his wall for a movie called London Has Fallen, 
which That's... wasn't released in two th- until 2016. Yep. When was this movie set? So I have a feeling that despite the rewrites, because this film undoubtedly went through rewrites, I mean, it's not uncommon for absolute masterpieces of cinema to take years and years and years to write. Yeah. This is, this is, definitely this is not no a masterpiece. masterpiece. <laughs> this is no masterpiece. I would, if I had to hazard a guess, I would honestly say 2019, the year of its release, I get the feeling it's trying to be like a contemporary horror. So why was Wally showing in the cinema? It could just be like a specialist screening or something. They do happen from time to time. I've been to a screening of Last of the Summer Wine. Okay, so we'll we'll say that okay, it's set in late you know late twenty tens or something. What were we talking about? There was something that we, you and I, were talking about involving a specialist screening of something, and this is going back even before the podcast, I think. A specialist screening of something I don't remember. Fuck! I just got hit with a major sense of deja vu there. That's crazy, dude. I I, I, I don't really don't know. What were we talk- I I don't remember. I, it's going to come back to me at some point, but I I I just got hit with a memory for some reason. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Aya, oh, yeah. let's let's play a little game. Okay, let, what what game are we going to play today, Tim? We're going to play who was on the phone with Devon Sour. <laughs> okay. I so, have <laughs> I have look, I have thoughts. Do you okay. want to explain what we're doing here? Yes. So there is a scene where John Travolta is in the closet, which is very funny. And um, he <laughs> he's hiding behind the coats, and Devon Sour is on the phone to someone. Yes. And the conversation goes, "I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that show or that performance or whatever. I'm if they're gonna be if I'm gonna be away from Danny for that long, they've got to make it worth my while." Mm-hmm. Then it's fuck. What is it? Uh, I missed your mom. I missed your mom. Uh, there's a crazy the person in oh kiss the maid. There's a crazy person in the garden. And then he's got to go. And then call me, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're we're trying to guess who he's on the phone to. We've had some pretty crazy guesses. I had his dad last week. Uh, yes, his dad. Um, I think it could be a child that he had in another relationship who is significantly older than Danny. I, I think it may be another kid that he had. <laughs> so maybe he's because. Maybe he's got like an 18 year old, 20 year old kid or something. I don't know. It happens, right? Because Dan is like, you know, 14 ish. He could, he could have had a kid like six or so years ago, whatever, from another relationship. It's entirely possible. I could see the rest of that kind of thing happening, but just the I kiss the maid again thing, just telling your 18 year old child that. Well, I mean, okay, well, if he's like, you know, in his 20s or something, you know, well, if he's like the kind of kid that he now has a good relationship with and he's just like he yeah. doesn't have many other people to talk to but i don't know that's all i could think of it was i mean that, i like it i mean the talking. rest of it fits pretty well yeah so he's talking to a kid that he had from another relationship prior and perfect that's who i think he's talking to on the phone all right great um i think i've just about covered everything that i need to i don't know if there's anything else you want to cover uh, there's one more thing, and Go it's ahead. very small. Once again, it's just wrapping up a loose end from last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned that there is the scene in which, of course, uh, Devon Sauer goes out and talks to his gardener, and he says, all right, okay, and there's like a little bit of overlaying, a little bit of echo to the voice. This week I had you actually listen out for it because I remembered to remind you. Did you hear it? I heard it. There's something weird going on with the audio on that line, whether where they were like cut multiple takes together and didn't like layer the audio properly or they ADR'd it. I don't know. 
Like, I don't think it's an ADR because there's a point earlier in the film where where there's a line that's noticeably dubbed over. Yeah. So if it were me putting on my editing hat, I would have to assume that it's multiple takes stitched together and someone fucked up the audio layering. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, but that's all that's all from me, I think. Yeah, I think that's pretty much everything I've got to say about it as well. Perfect. I think this watch actually went pretty well. Vibe check for after the watch. How are you feeling now? So I remember saying to you kind of towards the end of the movie, like, if this ended 10 minutes ago, I would have been okay. But it just kind of tipped me over the edge. I think I managed to bounce back to when we actually recorded and recovered from that. And I feel I feel good. Uh, Good energy, good vibes. Uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of my day. That isn't the fanatic. So it's going to be good. How about you? Well, uh, the rest of my day pretty much is the fanatic because I've got to go and edit episode seven and the bonus episode. <laughs> Just edit this episode too while you're there. Fuck I'm it. I might as fucking well, really. <laughs> well, might and I were like, yeah, all right, I, might, I, pr- I probably will. <laughs> oh, and, then but... and then I'm free for the weekend. Hell yeah. Oh, dude. no, I've got to edit another podcast on Saturday. Fuck my life. Okay. <laughs> Imagine editing all these podcasts. Imagine. I, I also edit podcasts now with my other podcast. Oh, yeah. I know how it goes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Tell us about your new podcast. I literally plugged it last week. It's called Skilling and Chilling. Episode one just went out as of recording, so that means episode three probably just came out for you listening. Go check it out. It's about old school RuneScape. Pretty cool. Where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, at TechWaifu, or for the other podcast, it's at Skilling and Chilling. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Wembembo or on my other podcast, Video Game Club. It is a fortnightly podcast where we discuss video games. Like so a we, book club. we both have a, vid- a video game related podcast that we're doing alongside this one now, huh? Yes, but your one is very much like a RuneScape focused thing. Ours is like a video yeah. game book club where we play a different game every two weeks. Yeah, and it's really good. I've been really enjoying it, so definitely check that out. Fantastic. Um, so we're going to end this episode off with uh, a famous review from Letterboxd. I'll be honest, I forgot about this section, so carry <laughs> on. Hell yeah. So this uh, this week's five-star review of The Fanatic comes to us from Zach. And Zach says, on the 9th of September 2020, not only does Fred Durst prove his outstanding ability, it's another great performance by John Travolta coming off of the brilliant Gotti. That's another person who's like saying, you know, hey, reference Gotti in their review. People I've never really seen Gotti. Gotti. Yeah, I might have to watch it because people seem to really like Gotti. And this came out not long after Gotti. Well, we and also need to watch Life on the Line. We also need to watch Life on the Line. And I've also got a list of other movies to watch here being Trapped in Space, Granny, London Has Fallen and the short film Taking. So London Has Fallen is shit, I'll tell you that now. <laughs> I, I, I've got a good weekend ahead of me, dude. <laughs> Fantastic. Right. That's all from me. Aya, what's our Twitter? Our Twitter is the Fanatic Pod. That's the Fanatic singular, the Fanatic Pod. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We'll see you all next week where we watch the Fanatic again. Every week, dudes. Right, bye, friends. Doodles. Doodles.